0: Hey everybody, it's Sean Harwell. You are listening to the Never Heard of a Podcast. As you know, this is the show where we talk about movies that have slipped right on through our cracks. And fortunately, I'm not doing this alone. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Peggy Sue. Peggy Sue. Mm -mm. Craigie Sue Mm. Moorhead say hello Craig
1: uh hi Peggy Sue Craigie Sue here that's me now
0: it sounded like I slipped up but actually what I did was on purpose no I
1: think what you did was uh was really ingenious (laughs) uh how how are you doing Sean
0: better than my mouth apparently um I'm doing well I like that we're rounding out the month of September here with the movie we're going to talk about today Hiding out mm. from 1987. Getting excited about the prospect of non-80 degree weather, which has not happened yet here Ooh. in lovely North Carolina, of course. That's rough. Hoping everyone that went through Florence is doing A-OK. Yeah. The water is going down. As we mentioned, Craig, and the tee-up, uh, a lot of it was shot in Wilmington, North Carolina, mm-hmm. and a lot of Wilmington uh, was underwater. So yeah, hopefully the skating rink is still standing. Oof we'll get to that. Please. Why don't you tell the people where they can find us online?
1: Here's the deal. We've set up a website where you can find us. It's kind of a hub. You can listen to every episode we've ever done on that website. It's called neverheardpodcast.com. But if you don't like to go to websites, you can go to the Facebook website. I know. That sounds That doesn't sound like that'd work out. Yeah. If you don't like it, going
0: to websites, you'll love Facebook.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you can you can you can search for us on uh, on Facebook you can find us on Twitter Instagram I mean we're most places we're really most places and yep. and you know if you want to contact us through any of those places please do uh, let us know if there's a movie you'd like to hear us talk about or you know challenge us with a movie that you think will uh harm us in some way that's fine We'll take whatever.
0: Absolutely. Or if you'd even like to just throw a theme our way. You know, we kind of are our grouping our movies together each month by a very, very loose theme in yes. some instances. Loose as possible. And yeah, I'm on the clock. I got to pick Octobers and Oof. I still don't know what I'm going to choose yet. Yeah. So eh, if you're listening, you want to throw us a bone, we'll take that bone and we'll run right on down the road with it. <laughs> Craig. Yeah, Sean. I want to start briefly just by talking about the last full movie episode we did, which was about Buster Keaton's film, College, from mm-hmm. 1927, I believe. Yeah. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, I suspect most of you probably have if you're listening to this one, there's a moment where Buster dons... Blackface, Mm -hmm. which neither of us (laughs) realized Mm -mm. really before picking that movie. You know, I, I did mention that I would like to just do a little bit of research, just look around on the web and see what, you know, what people are kind of saying about this. And I'm sad to report, Craig, that. I did find an essay that pieced together a pretty substantial list of other instances where you probably can't just get away with saying he's a man of the era. Mm-hmm. Although, obviously, yes, it was a different time. I'll see if I can find that essay and include pictures and in everything, and I will put it up on Facebook or somewhere, and you can check it out. It's a pretty interesting read, though. I think, obviously... We're still figuring out how to judge some of these things from years past and, and more recent years. We've got some some subjects we're going to talk about tonight with this movie, I think, that we'll have to get into. Yeah. I did just want to briefly mention that.
1: Well, is the article arguing that a movie like that, yeah, burn it, shouldn't have a record of that kind of thing?
0: Not entirely. Okay. Some of it was actually, the author was talking about the fact that if you had asked him prior to rewatching the movie... Like, oh, do you remember when Buster Keaton had blackface in college? He would have said no because it had been a while since. And, like, it just didn't stick out as offensive. Oh, I see. And, like, how re-watching it. And it was like, gotcha. oh, this is really uncomfortable. And then looking at that and saying, is this a throwaway instance? Right. And it was like, no. And, like, that's the thing. It's like the joke, as we mentioned, it wasn't specifically the black people in the kitchen weren't the the butt of the joke. Right. In that scene. But I think this article is saying, Yeah, but when you add that to the list of other things that happened kind of throughout his filmography, it's it, it is sort of like unfortunate that you can paint a, a slightly broader picture yeah. of his take on race and minorities at that time. Probably similar essays about a lot of those performers uh, yeah. back in the day and uh, coming from that vaudeville world specifically. And it's just, it's oh, yeah. just kind of interesting.
1: No, I I think it is. And, you know, in in the in that episode, you brought up the idea that, you know, things that we maybe think are really great now, 20, 30, 40 years down the line, like what are we going to look back and, and think yeah. is like... Ugh. And for some reason, this occurred to me. We can cut this out if this really sounds dumb, because maybe it really is kind of dumb. But but I was thinking, like, what is something that seems really good right now that in 40 years, people might be like, oh, well, why'd they do that? And one of the things that occurred to me was, like, Meryl Streep just plays all kinds of people. You know, now she's not in blackface or anything, but she plays people from all the different countries and so on. And like, what if 40, 50 years from now, it's like. No, you get the person from the country. Like, there are plenty of actors. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, like,
0: yeah. Oh, it's already happening. Yeah. You
1: know, yeah. Yeah. In many ways it is. You know, like we've definitely gone beyond the blackface and everything. But I mean, yeah. I, I, I don't know if that will actually be considered as offensive, but it might just be something where it's like when you see it, people will yeah. be like, well, that's weird. Why would yeah. you have? Or
0: non-homosexual actors playing homosexuals, yeah. for example. Yeah. yeah. That's a good guess as to something that we'll, we'll be looking at quite differently. Yeah. Um. Craig. Yeah. What else you watched lately?
1: Sean, here's what I watched. I watched Annihilation. Oh, good. I talked
0: about that a couple of weeks ago that I had seen it. What do yeah. you think?
1: I, I liked it a lot. Ooh. I keyed right into it. Whatever was going on there. It's definitely, yeah. a, it's definitely a cool movie to, to start off with. I think like mm-hmm. anybody will get through the first 20, 30 minutes and be like, this is great. But I can see why it shakes a lot of people off as it goes on. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I was just really into it the whole time. I mean, it's about death. I mean, I guess yeah. you know, a lot of movies are about death. But I just liked... It's take on it. I thought it was a really clever way to, to go about doing it. I again
0: yeah. I I think it has a cool vibe and looks pretty awesome. Yeah. I think I just wanted more surprises for some reason. Sure. I don't know. And maybe like again, I think watching it a second time maybe a different opinion, but how good was Jennifer Jason Lee? She was pretty great, right?
1: She's so great, man. And yeah. and honestly, I, I feel really like the casting in that was just really good in mm-hmm. general.
0: Okay. You've inspired me. I'm gonna watch it again soon, hopefully. Give it a give it another Try it shot. again,
1: but this time have fun with it. Think about <laughs> death.
0: <laughs> think about death. Just think about popcorn. death and how
1: horrible it'll be.
0: Well, that would be a break from what I normally think about. <laughs> um, no, uh, anything else?
1: Not movies. No, watched a okay. smattering of things here and there, but otherwise, no. What about you?
0: A couple rewatches, and then I watched The Holy Mountain, the Alejandro Jodorowsky movie.
1: Oh, wow. Which I've never
0: seen before. You know of this movie? No. You've probably seen, like, if you click on this movie anywhere or just search for it, you'll see some images like, oh, I think I've seen, like, that poster. It's one of the most surreal things I've ever seen. And the only reason that I'm, like, aware of this guy whatsoever is there was a documentary about the fact that he wanted to make Dune. Yes. Right, so it's that guy. And it's something to, to behold because I was trying to think of a comparison as far as like, have I seen something that surreal that has this scale of production? I mean, there's a ton of extras and props. There's a lot going on in this movie, which at one point has this old man who's got uh, like stuffed animal tiger heads over his boobs, squirting out milk into another dude's mouth. And, you know, I've never seen that before. I've never seen a woman... Dry hump a mountain before, right? That side of a mountain. So there's a lot of images that I think, <laughs> yeah. even from the fact it was made in '73, I suspect will be a a first for any viewer who has yet to see this movie. But uh, it's it's kind of amazing. They've got a couple of his flicks on FilmStruck, so uh, they're out there if you're interested. And yeah, I can't imagine what his his version of Dune... I still haven't seen that documentary. I gotta see it, so... Yeah. And then rewatched Wonder Boys for the first time in a, quite a while. You
1: know, I've never seen that.
0: Oh, that movie's so good, man. It, yeah. And it holds up super duper well. One of the best Michael Douglas performances I think you'll see. And I forgot, like, Robert Downey Jr. is in this thing. And he's really good, too. And, like, it's a really funny, small role. You gotta see that. I, I definitely think you would like it.
1: I, yeah, I gotta check it out.
0: And then uh, The Breakfast Club, the Criterion disc... Looks incredible, as yeah. you might expect. But that's an interesting movie to watch, too, now, you know. There's Bender under the desk staring at Molly Ringwald's panties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and in the end,
1: it's just played off like yeah, she kind of like I mean,
0: boys. Yeah, a little bit. But, man, you don't get better than Ally Sheedy in that movie, I think. I don't know. Like, there's yeah. just something like.
1: No, I, I have a deep love for that movie. Yeah. It was one of those. I, I can't imagine what that would have been like to to see that if you were in high school. Because I feel like it was one of the few movies targeted at teenagers that actually, in the end, take them really seriously. Like it's all comedy and then, you know, then they start kind of peeling back the layers and it's like, even though it's not all life and death, it's all life and death. I don't know. Right. It's interesting.
0: Next time you watch it, pay attention to sort of how quickly the journey is from them being complete opposites from one another. Mm Mm-hmm to sort of buddy buddy right i, I don't know like in my head I, I thought there was like some bigger thing that happened to kind of make help make that turn and i was like no actually it's it's pretty pretty quick here it, it doesn't doesn't require a lot and it still totally works right so just interesting structurally that's it movies are fun aren't they
1: movies are fun sean
0: <laughs> well let's talk about another one let's talk about hiding out john Cryer's back all right And high school's everything he remembers the first time. Only worse.
1: Let me see your pet. No smoking on the school grounds.
0: John Cryer, Hiding Out, rated
1: PG-13. Now playing at theaters everywhere.
0: You picked it, uh, the second in our sort of, like, going back to school Mm -hmm. series here for the month of Mm -hmm. September. IMDb, a stockbroker on the run from the mob, decides to hide out from them by enrolling as a student in high school. Which is something we've all thought about doing, obviously. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. PG thirteen. It's an hour thirty eight minutes long. I watched it on Tubi TV. It is out there elsewhere. Craig, this was your first time watching it, correct?
1: It was. What'd you think? Um, hmm. It's <laughs> interesting. <laughs> okay. I don't it feel didn't... like
0: that was a complicated... I mean, that was like a pretty straightforward question.
1: Yeah. No. No. Okay. You're right. I mean, you're right. <laughs> Every everyone did did fine jobs here. The cinematography was beautiful. Generally, I think it looked nice. The tagline. And the way it sets you up, the particularly tagline that says... Uh,
0: There's only one thing more frightening than murder. High yes. school, that high tagline. School. Yeah. yeah,
1: that tagline really doesn't have anything to do with the movie. And I guess that's what that's what I thought I was in for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Was kind of a Buffy the Vampire Slayer sort of... You know, this is how high school is as scary as getting murdered by monsters. Like, right. Kind of thing. And it's not. No. I mean, it's, it's more of like a soft sort of dramedy. Absolutely. Almost more yep. the, the the further it goes. John Cryer is still I feel like just like he definitely holds the screen. I, I I can't even say I buy him as the Wall Street broker, but I mean like yeah like he's no slouch. There's a lot of good casting in it in general, but uh, uh I don't know I don't know. It, it felt kind of thin, and then I kind of felt like the end felt kind of obligatory. I guess like the the <laughs> yeah. air was kind of let out as 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 things went on. How, how did you feel about it?
0: I think I liked it quite a bit better than you did. I gotta say, yeah, cool. I'm happy to report. I don't know that I was thinking that much about it being sure frightening or even like what the high school situation would look like. Like this movie doesn't quite fall into those 80s high school tropes exactly. Like I I think you're right. Like it it's way more in the sort of dramedy vein, and that's an interesting decision to make when your premise starts with. Like, this guy, yeah, is being shot at and is a target of assassination, basically. And I, I think, like, to me, those are the things that I can pick apart and will do so during the course of this. It is that sort of balance of that high stakes premise. I mean, this movie starts off in a way that like made me think about Blue Steel. Yeah. The thriller with Jamie Lee Curtis and totally. you know, you got the mob and you've got cops and the FBI and, and witness protection. There's not even that many things played comedically. Mm. And then the rest of the movie <laughs> really almost abandons that entirely. Until yeah. the very end, and even that is is—it's not that tense. It doesn't feel like a thriller ending, by any means, to me. Right. It is a weird mix of tones. It is certainly a ridiculous concept. <laughs> and yeah. even the way they get into it, which I want to talk about, and how he ends up in high school and all of that we'll get to, are, are kind of not necessarily earned as being a hundred percent believable
1: sure but yeah. I, I don't
0: know i think yeah john cryer is really good in this he's mm-hmm. extremely likable and kind of everybody is there's not really a villain in this movie man i mean there's the guy shooting Some the guys him. with the
1: guns <laughs> yeah but, but they, i mean they're barely they all, there yeah
0: exactly like they're not like they're not even
1: people right i, I just kind of went along with the ride and was
0: charmed by it i guess craig
1: nice well you know what Everyone always says you're easily charmed, and that's one of your best qualities. Well, thank you. Thank you you're very welcome. much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's a good thing it's not a video podcast. You seem to blush right now. <laughs> no. Yeah, right? Well, let, let's get through it a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So we do start in Boston, if I'm not mistaken. I think so. Just kind of an interesting choice for a movie about a guy who's a stockbroker. I mean, it feels like he would just do yeah. like go all in and make it just Wall go Street, ahead
1: New York. But yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: he's got that wealth and that yuppie thing going on.
1: He's got that beard.
0: Let's talk about the beard for a second, can we?
1: Yes, we need to talk about the beard.
0: Who the hell does he look like? Because I'm sitting here thinking he kind of looks more like Matthew Broderick here, but I, I don't think of Matthew Broderick as having a beard. So that's yeah. not a correct comparison well, but who is it
1: on the one hand it's funny you said blue steel because i was thinking about ron silver yeah a little like, bit a little bit like he's he's kind of like yeah the teen comedies ron silver he also
0: looks a little bit like michael sheen
1: michael sheen yeah
0: right i don't know there's I, yeah. there is something some character in a movie that he looks like with that beard kind of hair. reminds
1: me like it, it, it could kind of be john cryer dressing up on halloween uh, like the first guy who gets killed in uh, Die Hard. The guy who's yeah. trying to make the deal. Yes. The, the, you know, the coke guy. And I mean, they made him look like exactly like that kind of person. Like you totally get his character just looking at him. You're like, yeah, that's who that guy is.
0: I kind of bought that. I got to say, like it, he to sure. me, he looked like he's in his late 20s, early 30s. I don't know. I rolled with it. Yeah, it was fine. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about this. Like we're opening... I can't remember if he's in a car. He, Yeah, he's driving to work through Boston.
1: In a Maserati.
0: In a Maserati, which, man, I would not have guessed that was a Maserati. No, it's <laughs> kind of like a Toyota. It looks like but, a sedan, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like a sedan from the 80s. Like, it's not that yeah, it special. Yeah, it's not a cool car. Not no. flat. It's not a Porsche, you know, from back then. Right. And we're, we're doing a little bit of parallel action with two guys that we'll come to find out are his coworkers. And they're talking about hockey and the Bruins and this and that. Now, during this sequence, it is implied that someone is taking pictures of them, right? Yes. There's just a shutter clicking. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Do we see the people taking pictures? We
1: don't see the people taking the pictures, Okay.
0: We do see the pictures later, though, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. Spoiler. It's the mob. Right. Hitman. (laughs) He goes to work, you know, working the phones, doing the stockbroker thing. And then one of those guys... Uh, that we saw walking down the street, his coworkers, motions him out of there. Get out of there. They go in the bathroom. We find out he's got a gun. He's worried. Uh, there's a trial that's been delayed, something to do with the mob, something to do with them laundering money, and he's worried that they're going to get killed before this trial happens. I guess they're supposed to testify at this point, I, right. or they think they're going to be called to testify, and it's just the fact that they could be. They're mixed up with the wrong people. Did you understand exactly what the hell they were talking about?
1: I had no clue, yeah, what they had done. Yeah. Like I, I definitely understood they, they laundered money for the mob and that put them in danger, which maybe that's all you need to know. But it did seem it's, it seemed a little light on that kind of stuff. Like it would have been nice to have a little better dramatization of that than just these guys wondering about it and worried about it.
0: Like I think that would have worked as the initial conversation. It's just like, oh, okay. Like something's going on here. Uh, It's not good. And then, We'll get like that scene where somebody just sits down and like it just puts it in plain words, like real slowly for us, you know, right. <laughs> like two minutes later. Right. And right. That, that doesn't happen. The next thing you know, they're in a bar and they're talking together, the three of them now. And it's like, yeah, this one guy is super nervous. The other two, much less so. But while they're talking, there's a woman on the other side of the bar who keeps eyeing, I almost said Matthew Broderick, man, John Cryer. <laughs> and he's trying to remember her name. This really annoyed me because I was like, oh, man, like, is this what we're going to be dealing with? Yeah. They cut to her probably like five times, and yeah. it's the exact same reaction every single time. Like, She yeah. kind of looks out of the corner of her eye, and then she looks over, and then she smiles, and then they cut back. And to me, Craig, I'm sitting there thinking, well, good God, oh, just get on to the next scene yeah. where they're talking and then where they go home with each other for the night. And we don't get <laughs> you don't no. get either of those, right? No. So I mean, when we cut out of the bar, we don't even go with him at all, right?
1: No, no, no. We we go home with with the nervous friend. Yeah. Because the, you know the nervous friend is the one they're going to target first.
0: Yeah, which it makes sense. It does. I, it does. but as a, as far as like my movie spider senses, I was definitely thrown for a loop. And even the whole time, I'm like, well, they're definitely going to cut back to to John Cryer and this lady. In bed right. or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> nope. You want to walk people through what happened to Mr. Nervous Man?
1: Uh, so Nervous Man <laughs> turns on some music, very 80s music, as yeah, I remember. For sure. And then I uh, can't remember if there's something between that and him being asleep.
0: I don't think so. Not much. Yeah.
1: yeah. As nervous as he is, he just he just falls right asleep. Nothing makes him more sleepy than being worried he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. And uh, And then we see a hand pick up, I think his gun. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think so. And then just come over and point at his head, and you see him wake up and gasp, and you cut on the gunshot.
0: I do think there was like a weird fade to white, or did like a wipe that was. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. Do you remember that? Which that? Uh-huh. I was like, what? that's that's interesting. I'd never seen somewhere in this whole sequence. Right there was the the bit where we see like the mob guys. Yeah, you know, just just like shadowy looks at them. You know, there's a bag of money that's dropped off, and in that bag, I think, were the photos of these three guys, right? Right, you know, yeah, Pryor, yeah, Nervous Guy, and then this other guy, Ahern. And, yeah, in the parking garage, it's the feds. They're like, you got to come with us. Ahern's in the back seat. You know, your friend has been killed, I think. And then we do a slight jump in time. Let me ask you how this— misdirect worked for you because mm-hmm. it appears as if John Cryer is being interrogated by two uh investigators from the bureau. Yeah. And uh it turns out they're actually just playing a game of trivial pursuit, Craig. <laughs>
1: I appreciated that. It did get a chuckle out of me, mm. although at that point it felt a little out of place.
0: Exactly right. <laughs> because, yeah. Because we still, we haven't had the information dump yet, right? Like we don't right. know. And also this guy just got a like literally a point blank bullet in the head. His,
1: one of his coworkers. Yeah. And now he's been like abducted by the feds. For two weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And they're hiding in the place and now they're playing Trivial Pursuit. Which and it's just, it doesn't feel like it just doesn't feel like that kind of movie right here, right? That's, That's the, the
0: important point because in real life, yeah, after two weeks, maybe you would play Your Pursuit where sure. these guys are stuck in this crummy apartment. It's somewhat interesting that they didn't move him out of town within those two weeks when clearly these guys are looking for him and they just killed his buddy, right? Yeah, so I don't know, I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. But I want to get on to one of my favorite lines after this. They go to a diner to have breakfast. It's right across the street, basically. Right. Cryer, you know, I think is, is then kind of easing us a little more into what's going to be the, like the comedy of the movie. He's a very sure. – he's a fussy orderer when he's trying to place his order. He orders a, a double scotch, and the waitress is like, it's 6 a.m. <laughs> in yeah. the morning. And uh, one of the, the federal guys there, I believe – Uh, Bakey was his name played by John Spencer who most Mm -hmm. of you will know from West Wing says I gotta take a wicked dump yeah and off he goes to poop and then the shotgun comes out should we talk about Dracula a little bit
1: yeah I guess we do need to talk about Dracula (laughs) yeah you don't see anybody really tailing him you know people took pictures of him earlier you know people are targeting him for Mm -hmm. sure Now they're sitting in there in this diner and John Cryer looks up and yeah, you've got a bunch of normal people sitting at a (laughs) sort of a breakfast bar situation counter, except for one guy completely dressed just in black. His hair is jet black yeah, with a widow's peak that exactly it's Count Dracula and his black trench coat all the way to his feet. And look, as much as I want to take every movie on its own terms, Two feds who didn't want to take John Cryer out of their hidey hole both walked into this tiny diner and, like, didn't eyeball this guy in the first place? Yeah. Like, that's pretty bad. John Cryer's the first one to see him. And as soon as they make eye contact, dude whips out a shotgun in front of tons of people and just starts blasting away. I have lots of problems with this. It's very cinematic. Yeah, it is. I don't think that's how any hitman would do anything no. ever. Seems like it would be easier if it was just you know, walk up behind him, put a gun to his head, shoot him. He's Seems not like not too worried about being
0: it. seen by the public. Uh, no, no,
1: not no mask. <laughs> uh, he colored his hair, and and to be fair, in the universe of this movie, coloring your hair completely sure. makes you unrecognizable. Yeah, I guess that works.
0: I actually thought of something here when we we're talking when you're yeah. we talking about that now. Do you believe that this gentleman? Was already in the diner before they got there. I mean, I don't really know. Because if he came I, I kind in, of assumed he was. Then you would feel like, yeah, when this guy walks through the door, somebody will notice, like, oh, that's
1: right. right. It would be worse. Like, and actually, it would have been really funny if they're all sitting there eating and everything. All of a sudden, you hear clink, clink, and like everybody just shuts the fuck up because Count Dracula <laughs> just walked into yeah. the diner. And he just looks around like, yeah. mm-hmm. and like he goes of and sits down. Yeah. Because <laughs> but yeah.
0: if he was already there, that sort of either implies this is completely coincidental, although we know it's not because he's got his gun with him and it's right. not just like a small gun. Um or that he knew that they were very close by in this hideout place. Yeah. For two weeks, which would then imply, well, like why didn't like why didn't he just go up there? And right. Pretend to be like the cable guy or something and kill him, you know, or just exactly. So anyway, maybe that uh, doesn't hold up if you put it under scrutiny. I don't know,
1: <laughs> not too much. But but here's here's the thing, Sean. Yeah. What they didn't count on is what John Cryer was going to do next, and
0: I didn't count on that either. I gotta say, mm. like I did not see that he jumps out the window. He just yeah. crashes right through it which uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm a slight man. I feel like I I would not be able to do that easily just from like a diner booth, right?
1: And that was my next thought along with the Count Dracula walking into the diner is how great would it be if he threw himself against the window and just bounced off of it? Yeah. Because these days, yeah, you're not going through a window of a diner. Like maybe, maybe back then... You yeah. would go through a plate glass window, but now it's going to be like a double paned, like unbreakable yeah. pane of glass.
0: There's a lot like the Cohen brothers could do with a, a more darkly comedic version of that scene, which Oof, would be amazing. Yeah, right? yeah, it would. Cryer, yeah. he's out the window, he takes off running, he ends up getting shot at at the train station. Mm-hmm. I did kind of like that whole sequence dracula and his uh henchmen are just on the other side
1: yeah with a rifle with a
0: rifle and a scope and just blasting into uh, a public crowd and trying to take out crier and he manages to make it onto a train that's moving and flips the bird at the guy which i liked but
1: nice touch prior to
0: that Dracula kind of puts the gun down and I was under the impression that it seemed like he still had a pretty good angle.
1: The, the tough thing is if the character is going to choose to start shooting from that far away anyway mm-hmm. just taking pot shots. Yeah. Like just just hoping to hit something.
0: You might as well keep shooting right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Again the plan comes into question really because so now you've got two guys just blasting tons of people watching this happen. They're Clearly trying to kill this guy. Everybody knows who hired them now. There's only one person who would want him dead. Yeah. There's nothing like secretive about it. There's nothing trying to try to make it look like an accident. No. Nope. <laughs> try to make it look like cold blooded murder in front of as many people as possible.
0: But that that is how Cryer gets on the run. He manages to make it to Delaware. He at one point must have hitchhiked a ride on a, a truck. <laughs> and gets off. Yeah. His shirt is completely bloody. I don't oh, know yeah. what he told that guy when he does <laughs> nothing but blood. Yeah, when he goes into the gas station, he he says he had a very bad nosebleed. Right. <laughs> and I I did love the gas station attendants. Those that couple they of that were cast. great. Great faces. Uh, really good faces there in the gas station. He picks out a new shirt. He grabs the hair color dye off the shelf. The blonde goes into the bathroom, shaves, does the sort of. Ooh, that hair i don't know it's <laughs> trying yeah. to think of it it's like almost punk almost flock of seagulls light right but the sides are blonde and then this there's, there's like the skunk part in the middle that is black yeah i want to say correct i do think he looks extremely different to me now you know yeah, yeah. it's a movie it's the same guy But it was more of a contrast than I was expecting. He does still look pretty damn young.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: As long as he's shaved, I mean, there's not like a hint of stubble at all. No, no, no. He has a small interaction with a group of bums who were going through the trash out back, which is, have you ever been to Delaware? You've been to Delaware. (laughs)
1: I've definitely been through Delaware. I feel like uh,
0: uh, not a lot of bums hanging around the backs of gas stations in that kind of town. Just, I mean, yeah, you know? yeah.
1: It it does seem <laughs> odd. I mean, maybe you would have one bum. Yeah, but like, like actually, three? a group of bums. It does yeah. not seem like a bum friendly area.
0: Right. I mean, and this dude had bags over his shoes or feet. Sure. <laughs> trades him a pack of cigarettes and his five hundred dollar Italian suit jacket for the bums kind of trench coat esque. Mm-hmm. Bender, Breakfast Club style, fashion-esque jacket. And, man, it's almost like at this point, the movie flips the switch into a second movie because I think literally like the next shot, he sort of just walks around the corner and there's a like a, a group of high school kids, right? Yeah. They're just hanging out before school starts.
1: And I mean, a real diverse crowd.
0: Yes. There had been a phone call before that, right?
1: Now, yeah, before he changed it or anything, he called his aunt... And talked mostly to his cousin, but yeah.
0: He's in Delaware because he has an aunt and a cousin who live there. At least presumably, I think that's why he ended up there. I think it's worth asking, at least like now at this point, like in the movie, it's like, okay, well, why is he going to any family member? Like, I, I feel like in some ways that's like right. movie 101. is like, no, they'll they'll go after your family. Like, you know.
1: Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> okay, but so he talked to his cousin on the phone briefly and his cousin... Was played by uh, Kenneth Coogan. Keith Coogan. I'm right? sorry. Yes, you're absolutely right. Keith, Keith right there in front of me. Mm. Man, I swear there's like some other role that he did that just, he looks so freaking familiar. I don't know. He does have the sort he of. He was in a bunch of stuff yeah. right around this time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but it also he just is like that 80s like yeah. high school dork. He's like obsessed with getting his driver's license. But he talks to the aunt who is also a nurse at the high school. And they arrange to meet there. This is crier and Aunt, so when he rounds that corner and there's just a group of dudes hanging out there smoking before you know the bell rings and everything, and he bums a cigarette, and then they walk into school and then he walks into school and he's just kind of looking around and laughing about it, and you know he goes in the office and he's sitting there and waiting and this might be why I like this movie so much, Craig finally there was an awesome character named Sean. I had the subtitles on. They spelled it the same way I spelled it with the W and everything. And I right. don't know if you remember that guy at all. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there's like a guy and his counselor, or I don't know if he was a principal or what, this character who is completely ridiculous. He's like a Mike Judge character. Like, he pops up every now and then. Yeah. But he just comes out into the waiting area and he's like, okay, Sean, let's go in here and talk about that. I mean, he's always like, thinking that John Cryer is a student already there, and he thinks he's this guy named Sean, and Sean has done something, but then the real Sean walks in, and he's like, <laughs> I think he was like some sort of sleeveless camo thing, shirt going on, <laughs> yeah. spiked hair, and he's like, I didn't do shit. And that was his line. He got to say it twice, and I yes. was just like, yeah. yes, I love
1: that. <laughs> oh, that was, yes. That was awesome. Yeah,
0: but next thing you know, Craig, as, it, as this would happen, you know, he's already been mistaken for a student, He's talking to the lady at the like administration explaining that he is a transfer. And he's just moved here from Texas and there happens to be a can of Maxwell House coffee. So he says his name is Maxwell Hauser. Mhm. He doesn't end up ever telling his aunt that he's there, right?
1: No, no, cuz they they just barely miss each other right there. Yeah. And for some reason, he thinks it's a better idea to go register and pretend to be a teenager in this high school, than to just go and try and hide at his aunt's place.
0: And so, is the thinking? Well, if I tell my aunt this, she's gonna say, "No, you can't be a student in high school." Like, she'll blow his cover, or like, what? that's why I was. I don't know. I'm I mean, just confused about like, well, why are they making like such a big deal that his that his aunt does you know not know that he's actually here? You know,
1: right? That is very odd. Like, like clearly, his plan originally. His plan is not to pretend to be a high school student, is it? No.
0: Yeah, definitely no. not.
1: N- not until they, they hand him the the registration thing. Yes. Piece. So it's like,
0: which I get. That's a good spur them. Mo- like, yeah, when in Rome. Okay, roll with it, right? Or at least for a little sure. bit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess my thing as is as a movie guess, setup, right?
1: <laughs> as a movie setup, it's great. I would have preferred it to be a little bit funnier. Sure. Maybe to fall in yeah. his lap a little more than that. But like, my thing is, like, if he does this and gets caught, it'll be in newspapers. Yeah, he doesn't want notoriety. I thought so. It's better to res- register as a high schooler in this high school than to go and hide out like in his aunt's garage or something. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. it's fine. It gets us in the movie. And what are you going to do? This is yeah. this is the movie, and this this is what we're doing. But
0: I, I'd like to point out, like, a screenwriter had to sit down and figure all that crap out. And I mean, I oh, can't sure. imagine, like, oh my god, how am I going to how am I going to get him? Oh yeah, from there to here, like nobody's going to believe this. Like I, I would have well, just had especially, anxiety
1: attacks. <laughs> Oh, for sure. (laughs) Especially if, if like your notes are like, if notes keep coming back where it's like, no, no, this is, we want to lean a little more toward drama. Yeah. Because like if it's a wacky comedy, you could do it a million different ways. Yes. But yeah, drama, hmm. Right. Yeah. This, this may be the best you're going to do.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, so he's in and immediately thrust into a classroom. And, uh, (laughs) we got to talk about this classroom (laughs) because, oh, yeah. Uh, the The class that he kind of walks into, the teacher is having a lecture on the spectrum of human sexuality. And those are like his words. And like he draws an arc on the chalkboard. And on one yes. side of the spectrum, you have hetero. And on the other side, you have homo. He was, <laughs> I mean, He was making a point to say, I think he said that at some point, everyone has had thoughts across the spectrum, whether mm-hmm. subconscious or not. And I was like, "Well, did, okay, this isn't interesting. It's definitely different than like."
1: It uh, <laughs> Seems to be a lot more progressive. Yeah, than
0: like once bitten, right? <laughs> you know. And then he's like, "And I don't just expect anyone to open up and be, you know, profess their gayness to the in front of the entire class." At that point, Crier in the back of the room, he realizes his cousin Patrick is actually in this class, like a few seats ahead. So he's trying to get his attention, and in that process, you get the gag. It's like, "Oh, it looks like he's professing his gayness in front of the whole class." And they laugh, and of course, his cousin does not recognize him right. again because of the hair and the clothes. Yeah. So he thinks <laughs> that John Cryer is actually coming on to him. It's like, oh my God, this guy just professed his gayness, and then he's following him into the locker room, into um, I think the bathroom. In fact, I did kind of get a laugh out of like Patrick. then's like, look, man, you know, there's a spectrum. And I'm way, way the fuck over here, and uh, I was just like, Jesus, you know. I mean, it is insensitive, right?
1: Uh, yeah. Although, it, I mean, maybe, maybe my my feelings on this are deadened by that once bitten, yeah, <laughs> sequence. I know. But yeah, I, I still have to say, for an '80s movie, that was still pretty progressive. Yeah. Like, at least that character's like it's cool whatever you want to do that's cool you know yeah yeah i mean as a teenager if if you thought you were being propositioned by someone who was gay like maybe you would panic in a mm-hmm. really not cool way yeah i don't know that's that's faint praise i guess
0: <laughs> it is a little bit yeah. but still yeah at least they weren't in blackface having this conversation oh jesus right? yeah, yeah. Oh man, we're batting a thousand here this month. No, it it, I, it was a little surprising, and I think yeah, it would fall very low on the totem pole of of offenses. I think comparatively yeah. from the S yes, this era, but we go out of there and and go to one of those sort of like other kind of locations that pops up here and there is the sort of like local soda shop diner, and uh, this is when we meet Joey Behar as Gertie the waitress, oh, yeah. and I kind of liked her. I thought she was fun. <laughs> Yeah. It did make me feel and I felt like it wasn't just limited to her. There's the other fascist Ayatollah lady teacher um and those were Oh quotes. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Mrs. I'm blanking on her name. Doesn't really matter.
1: Oh, I can't remember.
0: But yeah, pr- pretty broad. Very broad. But here and there I'm like, man, how many people sound like they're from New York City in this Delaware town?
1: <laughs>
0: Cuz like yeah. Behar is not holding back on her accent at all, right? Like no. her voice is her voice and that's just how she talks. But, you know, a lot of this sort of period of the film is, you know, Patrick and Andrew John Cryer or Maxwell Hauser if you will, kind of <laughs> catching up and like finding their sort of like equal footing as high school students, one of whom is an actual high school student and one who clearly is not and thinks he's kind of like a little smarter, knows a little more and a little more life experience, obviously. But this is also when we find out very clearly that they're going to hide the fact that John Cryer is there and pretending to be a student from the aunt and staying at the house, which, again, I was a little confused by. But, uh, you know, a lot of this then is just sort of back and forth from school and home, and you get little bits here and there where Patrick's taking driver's ed, and there's some comedy in there, and there's a nerd girl in there who obviously kind of thinks he's cute and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. There is a school election going on. We meet the popular kids, although the social cliques are a little loose here, I think. Sure. There's a guy, Kevin O'Rourke, who is presumably a jock, but we don't see any sports in this movie. No. You know, his girlfriend... Ryan, played by mm-hmm. uh, Ann and Beth Gish. There was uh, the moment where the teacher was defending Nixon and, and spouting all that <laughs> crap. I want to just talk about this, like the establishment of Max John Cryer as a popular student in this world because mm-hmm. they don't do the very typical 80s thing of just doing it at, like in a montage. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's just weird things like... Cryer, I did. I, I thought it was kind of funny. Like she's talking about Nixon, like he's just writhing in his, he's just like waiting for his like turn to say something. He's like, is anybody else like hearing this and believing this? Like she's defending him, and you know, so finally, like he he gets to, to talk about it and like say his piece. And some people think that's kind of funny, and Ryan thinks that's really interesting because she wrote an essay sort of like saying the same thing about Nixon, and he you know wants to read it. And then the next thing you know, Patrick has kind of recruited. There's like a group of black kids here uh, led by this one guy, Clinton, mm-hmm. who's got sort of the high top fade and his like crew of beatboxers and rappers, which obviously is like fulfilling a stereotype of the time. But, mm-hmm. but then he's like the school go getter. Like his whole thing is like he wants Cryer to run for student president. And he's going to help him campaign. It's going to be great. And, you know, it's. It's gonna be all about Max, and like, he's just like, generally speaking, a really nice kid, I guess, an enthusiastic I kid, guess so.
1: right? So yeah, so what? Why? Why did he want Max to be?
0: No clue. Right. I, I mean, the only reason that they give in dialogue that I recall is that like, we've had Kevin for two years, man. It's time for a change. You know, we got to get. <laughs> Long, you know, longer lunch breaks. We got Perrier. He was talking about getting Perrier water in the, in the cafeteria. Right. <laughs> it was just like the typical stupid things that kids would like want from a student, like government. Yeah, exactly. Did yeah. they
1: think they would? Because, I mean, through my high school career, I don't recall our student body president doing anything. Not that, a damn thing. That affected thing. us. That affected us in any way. Yeah.
0: To his credit, like, John Cryer's character does not want to run for, that's like the last thing he wants to do. Like, he's not interested in that. But he does sort of go along with it. All this stuff is just kinda building to him being a friendly face in this school to the point where he is now going out on a date with this Ryan character. I wanna get into this and we gotta just talk about the cringe factor of watching a character and I don't know how John old John Cryer was in this movie, although twenty two. Okay, and and again, he's a very young looking twenty two. It felt like he was playing a character that was a good bit older than twenty two. Yes, And he's going on a date with a 17-year-old. Ooh, Craig, yeah. let's talk.
1: You know, it's it's kind of that thing. Um, what was the movie that handled that pretty well that I was thinking of? Clueless.
0: Lolita. Yeah, okay, Clueless. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> Lolita. Really <laughs> nailed that one. Yeah, uh, right. No, but Clueless, right? Yes. Because right. there's, there's a whole bit of tension in that movie where you're like, well, but that's kind of brother. Yeah. But I always felt like they handled that pretty well, but then uh, – yeah, I mean this is just gross. Like he says later in the thing that he is supposed he is nearly 30. Yeah. And there's a part of me that could be like, okay, like I could be more sympathetic if there was a scene where he was like there was clearly something about her that just dug into him. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like that at all. Like when they go out on the date, I remember when they when the date was happening, I was like, why are they going out on a date?
0: Well, that's my thing. Is like, couldn't he? I mean, there's a million excuses he could have come up with. Yeah, or just make it like super casual. Like prior to that, they've really only had one conversation in the cafeteria. Right about you know, Nixon, which is uh, yeah. by the
1: way, kind of weird. All the teenagers love him because of his thoughts about Nixon. Exactly. That's
0: what I was talking about. Like his popularity is what? built upon what exactly? <laughs> you know, uh, there is not the Teen Wolf rise. Uh, to celebrity in your no. school in this movie which is is kind of interesting. Right. But but I asked the same question was like why wouldn't he just not agree to this or mm-hmm. just turn it like let's just uh yeah let's hang out like um Right. Yeah I'll I'll get Patrick and like a couple of my friends but no it it is clearly a date like there's no way no, around it. No it's
1: totally a date and and he never even I guess, yeah, on a on a writing level to me, I, I guess the thing that w- whenever the date was like ha- whenever, whenever he went over to her house mm-hmm. I, I was getting kind of lost and I was kind of like, I was, I was thinking about like, is there, did I miss something about how he has to go on this date so that he doesn't get exposed? No. Like for some you know, I was like, oh, there, he's going on <laughs> yeah. this date for some other reason than to go on this date because <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah like yeah. And, and the other thing, I like this about the movie and I hope this doesn't sound offensive to Miss Gish, who's a looks is a very lovely person, but I feel like they cast it really well. Yeah. Where it's not like Megan Fox is no. a high schooler. You know what I mean? Where a- like, it's like, yeah, no one in high school looks like that. Like she looks like she's in high school. And even even just if he's just the just a dog, a D A W G dog, mm-hmm. that he's uh that that's not the reason, you know? Like wh- like what is it? Yeah, so yeah.
0: Now, I thought she was cast well. She seems really like a normal kid. Yeah. And she doesn't look super young. And again, like, this isn't to be like any sort of like apology for this, but the date is played super softly and innocently. They go roller skating, right? Oh, yeah. There is a kiss at the end of the night, it is just a small peck that she initiates. Right. Nope. But it ends up being effective and affecting him. It's not terribly long after this that he is admitting to Patrick that he's kind of fallen for her, right? Yeah, and that's bad. And like, even like at one point, Patrick does say, "Does the word statutory rape mean anything to you?" He's was like, "Nah, slow down. I didn't do anything. I was a gentleman, you know. It's not like that." But it's like, no. But that's kind of matter. what I was thinking too, buddy. Like, you know, yeah. like I'm, I'm a little with Patrick here in this. Decision what? to go on a date with her, right?
1: Right. Like, like, what is the future here? Yeah. You're hiding out from being killed by the mob, and you're dating someone who's underage.
0: Who's got a boyfriend too? By the way, who's I should got point a that. I mean, yeah. she's not, yeah, completely innocent here. She's dating Kevin, you know, the other guy running right. for class president. Yeah, I don't know. There is somewhat of a montage. We do get one. You know, we're not getting out of this movie alive without one. It kind of begins with Max Houser moving into the school to stay in the school at night because the cops have shown up at his right. aunt's house, right? Well,
1: uh, ba- ba- Bakey has. Ba-
0: yeah. Ba- but, well, he wasn't alone. There were other, I guess it was the no. feds, right? Okay, so yeah.
1: But he's there. He looks out the window right when John Cryer is popping his head up over some bushes. Yes. and looks out there, doesn't see him. Eh,
0: I see. ask you, Craig, uh, so many questions. Would it not make sense to go with the cops or the feds? like oh thank god you guys found me
1: right although i mean an argument can be made you know he was with two feds sure and nearly got murdered so i could understand but at the same time like yeah you can't feel that good about what's going on right now
0: or even he like gets bakey somehow like out of that house it's like look i'm here i'm safe i pretend to be a high school student yeah. Keep these guys off my track. I'm not going with you because you're gonna attract the attention, you know, or something. Yeah. Just yeah. even a conversation. Because then it made me ask, well, if the cops found him.
1: Right. Can't be too hard. I mean, and how did they find him? Well, they, they yeah. found him because they came and talked to his relatives. Exactly. That's that's all it was. Which so, is yeah, the mob can't be very yeah. far behind.
0: Exactly. And and I would be thinking, maybe it's time to get the hell out of Delaware. He's thinking it's only the time to get the hell out of the house. Right. So,
1: I just met a very special teenager. Yeah. And, I might uh,
0: be student body president. I mean, these are all things. There's a
1: lot of things I got to think about.
0: So, the fact that his aunt is a nurse and has access to the school means Patrick, the little troublemaker, has her keys and basically John Crier ends up living there. And yeah. so that asks that makes me ask the question, C. Would you be creeped out to spend a night by yourself in an empty high school? Because I would definitely.
1: I guess I would. It would be kind of uh, kind of weird. I I don't know what I would expect to have happen in a darkened high school. Yeah. Although I will say this again with with these developments, it's like okay, so now he has to stay the night in the school. Yeah. And and he's making pa he's making like announcements all night playing with the pa system, sure. which I definitely wouldn't do. Yeah, okay. I, like, would not I, I do already that know that I'm trespassing.
0: He got a pair of roller skates, so he's practicing his skating. Right. In the halls, which that would be fun, I think.
1: That would be, the, the the halls are great for skating, there's no question about that. <laughs> but I guess I guess my thing is I would have liked it even more if he was forced to stay in the school. The school is one place he can stay. I kinda wish that high school actually wasn't going very well for him. I wish he wasn't yeah. the most popular guy in high school. Mm-hmm. Like there's a part of me that just feels like, oh shit, now I gotta live here, like yeah. you know. But again, that's really all from the tagline. I was expecting something completely different. Yeah, it's really not that I
0: bad. I mean, he's he's really accepted, but uh, he is in for a bit of a surprise when he finds out that <laughs> Ezard, the old custodial engineer, has mm. been watching him for weeks, hanging out, and uh, <laughs> he himself has spent some time living in the school uh, down in the basement and uh, keeps a bottle of scotch down there. Used to be a boxer. He is, I think, the first person outside of Patrick to recognize Max Hauser as the guy that's been in the papers and right. the guy that's on the lookout. Um, I do question if this would have made the papers in Delaware. I mean, I guess, you know, maybe Ezard's reading the New York Times or the Boston Globe or something. Sure. I don't know. But anyway, that to me also, it takes a slightly different turn than maybe what you would expect from 80s high school comedy. Like, Ezard actually turns out to be kind of really, really friendly and yeah. gets him drunk and, and smokes and tells him to, you know, hang out here. And he's going to go open up a donut shop in San Diego as soon as he gets enough money. and Yeah. You know, doesn't rat the kid out or anything like that.
1: At this point, why not?
0: After this, some things that are weighing on our young protagonist: the thing with Ryan, the fact that he's living in a high school, his life is in danger. It's not any one specific thing, right? Mm-mm. Which I do think maybe would have improved things a little bit if, uh, like you're saying, like something bad had happened at school, right? Even a fight with Ryan,
1: perhaps. Sure.
0: There's a moment where I don't know where the hell but they? they were like feeding geese or swans or something <laughs> down at the lake talking As about reincarnation yeah. and um <laughs> he's he's pretty down and like she kisses him and they have kind of a big kiss. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Damn it, I thought we were I thought it was just going to be this little peck and not be that uncomfortable." Yep. No. Now he does put it on the brakes. He tells her, right, who he is. Yeah.
1: He takes her to the school
0: ah uh, yes
1: and, it, and it's again it's one of those conversations that sounds like it seems like they've been dating for a week exactly yeah she's like why won't you let me in yeah and in a way that is totally a high school conversation yep like there's that like that's kind of a perfect high school conversation but at the same time he's so in love with her that it doesn't make any sense but then he does come clean i was expecting the normal thing where you know then she's like oh well get away from me you lied to me never talk to me again and then you have to have a whole thing where he like tries to win her back or something and I was kind of grateful for the fact that that's not what happened.
0: Now it's really small strokes with that whole relationship Yeah, and I think thank God because anything more it it really could have felt pretty icky. Yeah. I don't want to miss the fact that Patrick goes out on a date. He goes to see did you notice the movie on oh, the Oh, yeah,
1: he went to see Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn.
0: Yes, he did. Uh, his date did not really care for it.
1: <laughs> I thought out. that was, like, a really nice touch. That He's, is something yeah. I can't believe I didn't do right. when dating as a teenager.
0: She has borrowed her dad's Suzuki Samurai.
1: I uh, love it.
0: <laughs> wants him to drive. Her dad's sure. out of town. They're mm. going to go uh, back to her house. He says something about if she ever wears contacts so she takes her glasses off. She can't see a thing. He's a terrible driver. Oh, yeah. which I did like that thread. It made me think of that Johnny Cash, Andy Griffith movie you watched where Johnny Cash was a terrible driver. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like terrible drivers. It's what kind It's terrifying. Of you want to yeah. make me laugh? Put a terrible driver in there. <laughs> and uh, I mean, that whole scene is just kind of, a, they're just like a hot mess together, which I thought was kind of cute. Oh, yeah. I also want to mention the jean jacket that John Cryer was wearing because, mm-hmm. you know, it's very stone washed, but it has like a sort of like pseudo uh, zebra print on the yeah. shoulders. sure. Which... know it's fine and maybe there's some bedazzling going on but (laughs) he's had it on at various points in this movie prior to this but it wasn't until we saw the back of it that i had a full-on worship of this jacket (laughs) did you notice that um the back literally features the like back pants leg of a pair of jeans and there's a pocket on it
1: I did not. Yeah, you got to... I can't I'll, believe I missed I'm going to
0: grab a frame of that at some point and uh, and we'll see that because it is amazing.
1: That is pretty good.
0: But um, it's not long into this. Again, the movie's only an hour and a half, so the drama is that he's starting to have regrets about his entire situation here. Things are not completely great with Ryan. And right. boom, 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 Dracula shows up at the diner and is talking to Joy Behar Who, again, made me laugh. I thought she had a good (laughs) line reading there of just, like, shutting that guy down. And then we're building to the school election day. And prior to that, John Cryer has told Kevin, his opponent, that, you know what? He's dropping out of school. He's called things off with Brian. That's right. And he really just hopes that Kevin wins the election.
1: And we got to take one quick pause. We should interject because Kevin had a conversation with the Nixon teacher, the teacher who loves Nixon. Oh, yeah. I can't forget In about which, that. Yeah. again, talk about bad plans. Yeah. She plans to make sure through cheating that Kevin wins. Yeah. And so she tells Kevin that for some reason. And he doesn't he like it. He doesn't even not, like it. Yeah. No, he's he's like, cool I don't want to do that. Yeah. She's like, just shut up and do it. Now it's kind of like. Why did, why did you tell him? Yeah. No one would have known if you didn't tell him. <laughs> right. But all right. So yeah, again, in this universe, color your hair to not be recognized, uh-huh. and you're going have as many bad plans as you like. You can.
0: And also, yeah. if you are in high school at this place in this year, you're going to be really psyched for these election results. You're going to oh, be man. hanging out in the gym. You're going to have science. Yeah.
1: The biggest thing that's happening at school all yeah. year.
0: It is like a full on like DNC, RNC, you know, they got yeah. the signs, they got the
1: delegates, they got everything. Because people love Max. They love, they Ma- love him. Well, and speaking of signs, yeah. I I, I want to throw this in. I really liked the fact that the production design kept it very true to high school the way they did these campaign posters. Yeah. Instead of like going all out and creating posters no, that no terrible. one would ever have. Yeah, these are like dot matrix like printed out headshots, <laughs> faces yeah. and names. Yeah. Kudos to that.
0: There's just random pictures of, like, yeah. Kevin and Max around on the walls. Just and they, they don't even say their names. or any Like, they don't have no. any words on them. Just
1: <laughs> doesn't say what he might do, his qualifications. Doesn't matter.
0: But anyway, people are psyched about this election. The principal's reading out the results. You know, you get your sort of lower officers, and, and they mm-hmm. get their applause. And then the big kahuna, student body president. And the winner is announced with a little smirk from our fascist teacher, that Kevin wins. And one of the things I really loved about this moment was that Ezard, the custodian boxer, is up in the stands and man he looks pissed when he hears it. <laughs> he looks so pissed. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. I was like, why he's does so he mad. Care? Why? Like why yeah. yeah. Sean, why why would Ezard <laughs> he sees he's seen like ten million kids go through yeah. this school. Why would he care about this one kid?
0: Um you know you can like Max. That's totally fine. Sure, I, I liked that they were buddies. He knows that Max is really another guy. Like, yeah, well, uh, even more
1: reason not to give two craps. By the way, it would make even less sense for him to be president <laughs> yeah. of the high school.
0: My favorite reaction shot of the movie, probably that one. That, that I loved that.
1: That that is really good. Yeah. And what I like is, as ridiculous as that is, we get to our next. Pretty bad plan, I feel like, in just the next few seconds.
0: Sure. Well, I do want to acknowledge that Kevin, he's a decent person at his core. Maybe he wasn't a very good boyfriend to Ryan. Sure. sure. We didn't see all that. We don't know all their baggage there. Maybe Ryan wasn't a right. good girlfriend. Okay. Maybe. Kevin You know, takes the podium, and basically it's like the Oscars with Moonlight and uh, La La Land. He's like, hang <laughs> on. Hang yeah. on. This isn't right. I I think there's been... Uh, there needs to be a recount, and we can do it right now. Clap if you voted for me, and then clap if you voted for Max, and the place explodes, you know. And so, right. But, yeah, then why don't you walk us through uh, Dracula making his appearance.
1: So for the second time, the worst hitmen in the world <laughs> decide. They were like, you know, the last time we didn't do this right. Here's how we do it right. This time we're going to sneak into a high school filled with people. We're not going to. We're not just going to wait for him. The guy to walk home by himself and no, get him no, no, in no, an alley. No, nope. No, no. We're going to take him out as if it's a like a presidential assassination. Bobby as Kennedy. If, yes. This yeah, is, uh... As if when this guy walks out of the school, he's he'll be surrounded by secret security, which he won't. Yeah. Secret Service. Anyway, so as Max is at the podium, our uh, ooh, Dracula pulls out his gun again.
0: Got the scope. And yep. takes
1: aim. Luckily, Ezard, still fuming over the fact that Max didn't win student body president, <laughs> <laughs> realizes that there's game being played. So he runs up the steps with, which actually I, I wanted to point out kind of a nice little shot here where you, you, you cut to Cryer Walk into the podium. You're kind of looking from behind him, and you see Ezard in the in the distance running up the steps, and you oh, see yeah. a guy with a gun over here. Yeah, kind is, of very De Palma. I was kind of yeah, enjoying that. It's like
0: in the line of fire or something too.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then, so Ezard runs down, tangles with the guy, kind of tackles him right when he shoots, and so now everybody knows that someone's there <laughs> shooting, shooting bullets. Yeah, and I mean this is '87. Yeah. So it's a whole different climate than now. You know, you hear bullets now, and it's like. It's still obviously horrifying, but sadly not as surprising, I guess. So so they're tussling up there. Everybody goes berserk. Everybody's running, try, kind of running out of the place. Well, yeah,
0: it seems like they're taking cover and getting the hell out of there, which right. you would do.
1: Which exactly what you would do.
0: But no. Johnny Cryer doesn't do it. Johnny Cryer doesn't do it. He goes after the guy, right? and he's joined by Kevin, and he's joined by Clinton. and then Clinton, it, right. Yeah, and his whole group, his posse. And then right. you, you got Patrick. Manning the spotlight, which he was doing for the election results. Right. Yeah. <laughs> which was great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it leads to this sort of like up in the rafters above the gym chase and showdown mm-hmm. between Cryer and Dracula. And Dracula is trying to climb up like some very tiny fire escape almost ladder to the to the roof. Right. And he seems a bit hesitant. And so that's where you get Cryer is able to talk to him, like, Oh, you're a hitman, you're scared of heights. Yeah, there's a bit of a, a fight. There's a knife. Crier gets cut, but Dracula, he falls falls to his death. He does not turn into a bat, which would have no. been amazing. That really
1: would have been, yeah, <laughs> just a puff of smoke or something.
0: And by this point, Ryan and several other students have kind of they kind of come back in. They're watching this whole Cause thing. Cause they're
1: right? watching it happen. Yeah. yeah,
0: which I still feel like, yeah, you know, I know she liked the guy. I mean, she might have just gotten the hell out of there. And well,
1: and that's the thing too. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I I I don't fault the movie for wanting to have that kind of ending. You'd have to to I have mean, them yeah. chase down the guy's But it's like, I don't know. I, w- I would have loved it if if uh, Max, Andrew, Max, whoever, if if like it was a real moment of like, you know what? I'm I'm not putting up with this shit anymore. But it's not really. Like he's been running from the mob the whole time, and yeah. now the guy's right there. He's like, I'm going after him. Yeah. I'm like, just call the cops or something. Like, why? But I mean, obviously, obviously. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to take the move. I'm trying to take the movie on its own terms. So yeah, so Dracula falls to his death. Mm-hmm. Everybody saw him fall. It was very startling. I actually really liked the way they did the fall, though. Yeah. It wasn't graphic and it wasn't so cheesy that it's like you watch somebody like watch him fall yeah. all the way down, you know? Yeah. Just sound effects. And um,
0: yeah, he's not getting up from that fall. I mean, the way, right. the way no, no, they no. shot it. Yeah.
1: No, not at all. And so then that's all decided. And so then do we cut?
0: You cut to courtroom, yeah.
1: To the courtroom, okay. And that was
0: weird, too, because, like, that whole sequence, like, he's testifying, Cryer is, and Mm -hmm. there's lawyers, and then you do see, like, the, the mob guy that they've talked about, cop. Capato or something—I can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. No. All extreme close-ups. It's so weird. Like there's close-ups of hands on the gavel, and I mean, like it's just. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, what, yeah. What movie am I watching here right now? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, even like talking about the way they shot that fall of Dracula, it feels like maybe like yeah, the director's like I-, I don't know. I don't really. I just don't really want to make this as a comedy, you know, I mean, right. like it feels, no. like, in some ways it's like, he's really like pushing it to be this other thing. Yeah. But yeah, he testifies, you know, he's going to put this guy away, basically his testimony and, and, save himself in the process. Although he still has to remain in witness protection and he comes out and his grandmother is there.
1: Yeah.
0: I do want to point out that he still has the exact same haircut that he had in high school, <laughs> same hair color and everything right which uh, it makes it seem like he testified later that day after Dracula got shot yeah. i was like he wouldn't and like even just for the sake of the movie like why wouldn't you have him do his hair just back to like a like normal like recolor color? his hair yeah. yeah and i think i know why it's because it's a scene that happens after all of this but we'll get to that in a right. second was there something else that you wanted to add about we do get to meet the grandmother there and like it is kind of you know, it's sort of sad. Like, I mean, it would have been nice if sure. she would have been a character throughout this a little bit because he's basically having to say goodbye to her right uh, forever. Like, you know, but and she's saying, well, I, you know, I understand and I, I'm proud of you and your parents would have been proud, you know.
1: Right. Um, well, I mean, to dramatize, you know, losing your parents and then maybe when you're in the gym later and someone's trying to kill you and you're worried about people getting killed again, you mm-hmm. know. Like that 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 kind of stuff could have helped to deepen that a little bit. But yeah, I mean it's definitely sadish.
0: It's sweet, yeah.
1: Yeah. But no, I, I was I was kind of reacting when we started talking about how he's gotta go into witness protection and he'll never be able to see her again. Yeah. Um, which which is where we leave that scene, I think, right?
0: Yeah, uh, we do. And I, I don't I mean, it seems like the whole point of testifying was to put this guy away so you don't have to do that. <laughs> But you know, right. I guess the mob runs deep, you know.
1: Mob mob runs real deep, especially in Boston. Yeah, it's true. Uh, but, but then Sean, so he can never see his beloved grandmother ever again. So what happens in the next scene?
0: (laughs) Well, I think this is why they kept his hair that color is because Mm -hmm. you cut to Ryan. Uh, she's got her university of Iowa book (laughs) or shirt or something, which she talked about. That's where she had been accepted to uh, conveniently the same day that they went out on a date the first time. And, uh, someone is sitting at the tree behind her we don't see him but he throws a watered up piece of paper in her direction she picks it up and reads it and it's a callback to their discussion about reincarnation yeah and there's john crier he's enrolled he is gonna get a teaching degree which is something he was interested in before going into the stock exchange world uh his hair is black he's got glasses mm-hmm. he's got mm-hmm. his glasses back doesn't have the beard back, but uh, yeah. there he is. And there she is. And now she's 18, Greg. That's right. <laughs> and you know what that means.
1: Hey, it's it's all legal, baby. Yeah. So I guess we're
0: to believe, <laughs> and I think there was some dialogue about it, that he worked out his witness protection program, that he could go enroll in a college in Iowa uh, so that he could be with this girl that he fell in love with when she was 17 and he was almost 30.
1: Now, I guess that's my thing. I mean, would would they have agreed to that? It seems like you you're supposed to completely disappear and be a completely different person where no one knows anything that you ever yes. did.
0: Now he was using the alias Eddie Collins, I believe.
1: Hey, hey, fair enough and he does have glasses on. So But he did look more like the guy
0: in Boston at college than he right. did when he was in high when pretending to be a high school student. So yeah, that is kind of weird. Oof. What am trying I to But I do kind of
1: wish. Yeah, yeah, no, go ahead.
0: Craig, is that the plot of this movie does not hold up, and yet no. I was still enjoyed it, and I do think that is largely due to John Cryer. I enjoyed uh, Keith Coogan, whose name I will get right this time, as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that Keith Coogan didn't kind of get his own movie at some point. I know, right? I mean, and I don't think he did. I don't think he really got one that he that he really headlined. But it seems like like he he could be a real good put upon type dude like if he's just if he was in a high school movie where he's just panicking the entire way through i think that'd be a pretty good movie
0: yeah he could have been in uh, three o'clock high or something like that exactly he's got some great voice cracking panic dialogue yeah about his driver's ed test that he failed i thought that was funny i think he calls crier dick brain at some point which I mean, you gotta have like one of those like that's very good lines there in these movies and uh yeah i enjoyed him i enjoyed his little romantic arc with that girl Nerdy Girl.
1: Yeah, that was really unexpected. Yeah, didn't didn't pay off in yeah, any way.
0: No, but it doesn't but it was too. fine. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. There's just little things about this movie that I found yeah, I think charming is the right word. Just kind of sweet and sure. Different enough from some a lot of you know, we spent a whole how many episodes talking about nineteen eighty five comedies and this movie is I think it's it's different than some of those. I mean in some ways, it's got a bit of the legend of Billy Jean sort of attempt, yeah. at least, going on to kind of mix some of those like teen ideas with the outside world that's violent yeah. in the adult world. That movie played it way more straight, and I think is probably more successful plot-wise because of it.
1: Well, it's a masterpiece.
0: Well, as you said, it's a masterpiece. And this mm-hmm. movie, yeah, it, these tones don't necessarily weave. To make a perfect quilt.
1: They don't make the perfect quilt. You
0: don't use weaving to make quilts. But you get my point. Right, Uh,
1: right. Quilting mostly is what you use. (laughs) But yeah, I got you. Anything
0: we haven't talked about uh, that you'd like to say about hiding out, Craig?
1: No, the only thing I was going to say was that I think it would have been really great, although it wouldn't fit in with the movie, obviously, if when he approached Ryan again at the end, she just could not recognize him at all.
0: Yeah, that would have been good.
1: Like, that would have been a great way to end. It was almost a, like a Twilight Zone end. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, no. Like, oh, she now she doesn't know who I am. But, you know, clearly, you couldn't be anybody but John Cryer. Mm-hmm. What about you, Sean?
0: I just feel like they bit off more than they can chew in some regards here, right? A little bit. I yeah. mean,
1: it, yeah. I mean it's still hard for me to judge because I know I'm 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 judging the movie harshly because I wanted something really different. Yeah. And it just it wasn't the movie they wanted to make and I, I get that. Right.
0: And I appreciated it because it was different from I guess what I was expecting, like yeah. comedically. But um I'd say see it for John
1: Cryer. Absolutely. So so recommendation. Yeah <laughs> yeah. A nice lukewarm recommendation. Yeah, Please enjoy the movie. Easily
0: yeah. digestible. Very. Don't be a Dracula.
1: Don't be a Dracula. I think those are our last words good enough hey we'll see you guys next time come say hello have a good one bye